You're now listening to the Itty Bitty Brain Committee, presented to you by your host, Dana Strongman. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm joined with someone that I've known for about 10 years now. We met in year five after I moved to primary schools, and she was my best friend all the way through secondary school. We were pretty inseparable and had such similar personalities and sense of humour that we bonded so quickly. Unfortunately, we lost touch when I moved to sixth form, but I've been following her fitness journey for months now, and I'm so inspired by how much she's grown as a person and her mindset towards life that I wanted her as my first guest on the show. If anything, I know that I'll learn something from today. So without further ado, I introduce Izzy Hudson. Welcome. Hi, I'm Izzy. I'm 19 and I currently work at Waitrose. I've just quit Waitrose, to be honest, because it's not the life for me. Um, (laughs) And I've been on a massive journey this year. It's been really exciting to sort of follow along and see just how much you changed because yesterday I had a Snapchat memory come up from four years ago and I sent it to you and we both just kind of went oh my god literally like like, I look at myself and I just think it's not even physical it's both like mentally how like I process things I'm like what yeah. the hell? What the fuck? Yeah, because when we were like 14, 15 years old, we would just do anything. We'd go out we to the beach every day. We didn't care. We like we did things and we didn't think about their actions or consequences. And now it's like a full 180 on both of our 100%. Sides. Like, yeah. well, I mean, we probably would still do it now, but we'd literally well. <laughs> go to the beach in like March and like go in the sea and like, oh, fucking yeah, forget. like fully clothed. And we would just kind of do anything. And it's quite interesting just thinking like, I don't know, we've just yeah. grown up so much. Because it's been like, what, has it been like two, three years? Like we've kind of had no contact. Yeah. And we've both done like done our separate things or yeah. whatever. It's crazy because I think, obviously it was sad like not being friends for a couple of years and it's so nice to have reconnected. But at the same time, like I don't think we would be where we are today if we yeah. didn't like separate ourselves. We would have kept doing that. And That's so true. I think we would have fallen into some really sort of unhealthy habits because we were going down like pr- a pretty bad road. What is your first memory of me? Netball or with Steph? Yeah. Like that's how, because I remember you two were really good friends and obviously I was really close to her at the time and kind of, I think, did we meet through like each other? I knew Steph because I swam with Steph and then when, yeah, I moved sec- when I moved schools I was in Steph's class and then in year five I moved classes and I was in your class. I brought you over to Steph and Lexi at lunch and I was like oh my god like guys meet my new friend Izzy and they were like yeah we know her like we've known her for years and I was like okay cool and then we all just kind of became friends from there which is quite funny. First question do you have any conspiracies? Is ghosts one of them? Yeah. Like I really like my mum actually like binge watch like YouTube like ghost adventures on YouTube and she'll be up until like three in the morning I kid you not and then she'll start like filming the lounge with the (laughs) fashion and she'll see like little orbs and she's like she shows me in the morning she's like nanny and granddad they're here and I'm like mum you've lost the plot please stop (laughs) like it's all the time it's all I get now I walk in from work and she's there like oh look at this there's there's a man and I'm like mum shut up like I believe in it but there's a a point you need to just slow down but anyway, so tell me about your topic and tell me about something that people maybe don't know about you. Um, something people don't... I, do you know, I don't think anyone really quite understands how much I've changed mentally these past few months. Like, physically, yeah, there's a difference, but I'd say there's a much bigger difference with my mindset and my mentality, my, like, view towards life. Because before, I was kind of just winging, like, 
Last year, mm. I was winging life. I didn't give a fuck. I had no aspirations. <laughs> like, and now I feel like I've li- I'm living with a purpose. Like, yeah. I have goals. I have aspirations. I have things that I want to achieve. But yeah, because you're quite intelligent. Like, you were in top set. We were in top set together yeah. for pretty much every subject. So, like, you, we were intelligent, but we didn't have any goals. We didn't, Literally. like, strive to do anything. We were like, oh, we might go travelling or we might go to uni. I don't think we cared about yeah. that, did we? Now, you talking about all these things that you really have a passion for and actually care about is just insane exactly because that like brings me on because like the way that i've changed my energy it's made me realize like the passions that i have and it's made me realize that uni life is not for me like no. and at the time i had a boyfriend and i was like oh i'm not going to uni i'm in love <laughs> obviously but yeah, I, wasn't, like, I wasn't in love and obviously i was with him at the time to make me realize that i didn't want to go and actually at the start of the year i was applying for uni like oh my god i've, I've messed it up like i've got this education like mm. behind me and I'm just throwing it away and this past month has solidified the fact that I would not suit uni life like because it's not for everyone and I think yeah. that's something that schools don't say they're like apply for uni apply for uni they don't push options for if you want to do an exactly. apprenticeship and start up a business and it's really hard because everyone just forces you to go straight to uni I was had a bit of anxiety about things opening up because I was like oh, how am I going to be able to balance like social life and like being able to keep on track but I've actually not really had the desire to go out every night no. of the week and get drunk and okay yeah of course I do that every like every now and again but I just don't feel the need like I much prefer like it might sound sad but go into the gym and training and yeah. I come home and I cook myself yeah. dinner and I get an early night and you feel I, good about yourself exactly like that my like the energy that like that gives me so much higher than anything else do you think that your upbringing and household has shaped you into the person that you are today I think, yeah, like, I watched this video. I don't know if anyone follows Anna Arch of Fitness. So basically, she did this video and she kind of spoke about how... So she got super lean and then developed an eating disorder and got really toxic. And she was, like, kind of saying how her upbringing with her dad and they didn't really have a relationship. They'd met, like, they'd meet once a year, kind of made her, like, have this desire and this need to kind of get into, like, a better shape. And, like, she always felt like she had to try and like be the best of herself Proof because you know too. she didn't really have this relationship yeah. and like when I watched that video like it kind of took me back because she'd kind of gone through this trauma and her only way of dealing with it was kind of this was like a type of therapy this journey I've kind of began to unknow myself from who I was last year mm. and once you like disconnect yourself from those beliefs and those like thoughts and those traumas or whatever it gives you so much more freedom because you um, are kind of in a similar boat to her where you don't really have a very strong relationship with your dad like you do have a father figure now but he's not your like biological Biological. dad and do you think that has kind of seeing her go through all of that kind of like make something clock in your head and you were like oh my god maybe this is similar to what I'm going through this is literally like kind of how my brain was working at the start of the year like doing this was like therapy and it and it has really helped me and like I don't not one part of me would ever want to have a relationship with my dad because no, yeah. you know I wouldn't be where I am today if I yeah. did but I think I feel that's kind of played a part in me wanting to kind of better myself and make a change pretty much yeah. it's yeah. literally big fuck you it's not even like you're trying to validate yourself for him yeah. it, if anything it's like you're trying to be like well, actually, I never needed I you, and I still person. don't. If you got arrested, what would your friends and family assume that you did? Probably got caught with drugs. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like, <laughs> like fuck's sake, is he not again? Probably, like, it, 
it's it kind of like saddens you to say it but like it does, it after like a reputation that you had at this age like it's quite easy to get caught up in it's a constant like downhill spiral it is. Sort of, isn't it? and like this time like last year like I didn't care what I was putting in my body. I didn't care about sleep. I didn't care about what I was eating. I didn't care about keeping my body hydrated. And I don't know if about you know about the laws of vibration. Yeah. But everything has is vibrational by matter, and things like alcohol, processed foods, like refined sugars, they've all got a low vibration. And if you're putting that in your body, the universe will respond to vibrations of the same frequency. Give you like low vibrations back. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. obviously at the time, this is at the time I had no aspirations, I didn't care because I was putting all this stuff in my body. Mm. And I read this quote, what you consume consumes you, what you consume controls your life. I read this book, Good Vibes, Good Life. One of the points was saying how foods such as fresh fruit, veg, like whole grains, they all have a high vibration frequency, radiation. Yeah. And if you know, if you're eating that sort of stuff, the universe will respond to your vibrations and it will return whatever you put out. Even watching inspiring videos, like for me, watching, listening to podcasts, that's like one of the main things I do, and watching YouTube, it's inspiring and it, you know, raises your vibrations. Mm. And obviously at the time I read this part of the book, my mum didn't tell me, but she had a cancer scare. And uh. when I read this, I was like, okay, right, I just need to be positive all the time. And luckily it came back clear. And the same thing happened with my stepdad. He had a cancer scare and he was in bed for like six to eight weeks, mm. didn't go to work. And the whole time I just, you just tell you, you just do positive things. Like I would stay like three hours after work and just help out. But little things like that. And the fact that both of them You get what you came, give, don't yeah, you? Yeah, both of them yeah. came back clear. Like if I'm giving this sort of energy out to the world, it's going to give it back to me and it's exactly what it yeah. did. And some people might disagree and be like, oh, that's total rubbish. Like mm. that's such a silly thing to believe in. But if you want to believe in it and if it's working for you, yeah. absolutely go for it. And there's no point like being scared about sort of sharing it. Even like faking a smile essentially you will smile at some point yeah, and it's, yeah. it's little things like that i can't remember what it was but if you force yourself to smile for 10 seconds or something you actually end up smiling yeah and exactly. it's no longer a forced smile what external factors have contributed towards your sort of fitness journey so at the moment i'm currently following my coach school you've probably yes, seen it on my yeah. story so it's basically lucy and ben they are a couple and they've got this own online coaching business they coach thousands of people and they put out programs which i currently have been following for the whole year and Honestly, it's literally the best thing that I've done for my physical health. And you shouldn't put a price on your health. Like, it's £40 yeah. a month, which is nothing. But Small investment for, like, a big payoff. Exactly. To actually feel, like, rewarded and good about yourself. I think it's got, like, over 5,000 members. And everyone posts their progress. And we're currently doing, like, a 10-week um, back-to-the-gym challenge. And every week, everyone posts their progress. And if you've hit PR, if you're having a bit of an off week. And it's such, like, a positive... It's a community. It is. Like, yeah. it's a family... When I was on Tinder at the start of the year, mm. so I matched with this person um, called Luke, and straight away we just were speaking about about fitness and health and all that stuff. And since then, like we met with once, we literally just went for a walk on the beach and just spoke about like life. But he's been so influential in my fitness journey because whenever I post something, like if I'm working out, he'll message me and he'll correct my form. And like if I'm ever feeling like bit disconnected from myself like I'll, I'll just say something to him like and he'll straight away put me right on the track and like I used to be such a fit person yeah. I used to swim like eight plus times a week and then I used to do martial arts netball like we would we did all the sports clubs and stuff I was yeah. a very fit person and over lockdown like the most I'll do now is maybe like one body balance or like one hit video a week and I'll be like 
okay, that's enough. Yeah. And then I'll have like a mental breakdown. I'll be like, I'm so depressed. Why do I feel like this? And everyone's like, just do exercise, do it. And you feel good. But I haven't gotten into a pattern of um, feeling motivated. Like you're in such a good routine and I really need to just build a routine and listen to people. I'll listen to these podcasts and they literally make me contemplate my whole life. Like I feel like one, a big thing that I regret so much is always being in my comfort zone. Like I'd never yeah. push myself past yeah. that fear. And that's definitely like, something I regret like I would never go past those boundaries one of the quotes was you should consciously be making yourself as uncomfortable as possible to grow at a faster rate than other people and I was like but doing something like this takes me out of my comfort zone but I'm only going to grow from it like I would never set me back and it was another one like your comfort kills ambition what's the worst thing that could happen by just sitting down and talking into a mic or just going to the gym or messaging someone and being like hey can you help me like what is the worst that can happen exactly i think like everyone has everyone's so fearful of rejection yeah absolutely you know it's not that deep like i think once you look past it and you know you can understand it you like you should just go for it your bio says holding myself accountable for my own fitness yeah it's not to show other people and to have other people comment and be like, wow, Izzy, this is amazing. It's for you to, you know, look at progress yeah. and just see mentally and physically how far you've exactly. come and just be proud of yourself. How did Corona affect your last year of A-levels? A-levels being cancelled was honestly like the best thing ever. Like, it literally was. We literally laid in the sun. I got the best tan of my life. Yeah. I was walking the dog, living my best life. I and I decided in October last year that I was definitely going to go travelling at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, from then until like a month ago, I was like, do you know what? I want to go travelling for a year to five years, you know, do all this crazy stuff as well. But I'm now at a point now I've actually completely changed. I want to go traveling probably maximum three months and then I want to come back and get my career start like, a business and start my business start your life yeah exactly like because I'm, I'm pro- that's probably the one thing in my life that I'm so focused on is getting this business sorted and I'm not going to have a plan B because if you've got a plan B you're putting your energy towards something yeah you're you're thinking that you're going to fail so you've yeah. made a plan B just have a plan A and then if it doesn't work create a plan if, yeah, B if but, so what about university you were never really about uni no, I was kind of... I, I never knew what I wanted to do. Like, I was like, oh, I like graphic design, but I didn't really like it. No. And uni's a bit of a cult, isn't it? Like, everyone's like, go to uni. Like, it'll be so great. You'll meet so many people. You'll get a degree. You'll get offered a job. Like, it isn't right for everyone. How have you found uni? Um, I, I felt very pressured to go. Yeah. We went to um, just a comprehensive mixed school for year seven to year 11 and then I moved to a grammar school for sixth form and I don't know when I went everyone was so sort of enthusiastic about uni and I was just like okay fine I'll apply blah 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 so I applied and I didn't even know what I wanted to do I applied for zoology I have never in my life had an interest in animals (laughs) and I was like okay if I'm going to do anything I'm going to be interested in biology but I think I kind of just rushed into it because with corona I was like well there's no point doing a ski season because it's just not going to happen there's no point going traveling it's not going to happen I went to uni and it yeah. just it just didn't work But like out. perhaps going to uni like if you hadn't gone you probably yeah. you might not be doing this podcast now because you no, might not exactly. find your passion for it so Exactly. I think going to uni actually has really helped me a lot in realizing that I don't have an interest in biology I don't want to work in a lab I don't want to work with animals and I think if anything like in my head I'm just like well it will kickstart my life like I'll have a degree it will make me more employable like it will be good for me 
but I think it's also helped me realise that I, I actually have passions elsewhere. One of the things this guy said, he was like, when you're fully aligned with something that gives you energy, you don't have to manufacture that energy. Uh, so, so like with this, it's not mentally draining. Yeah. Whereas uni think. probably is, and that obviously just shows that you've kind of aligned with something. The thing is, the majority of things that you begin at, you're not going to be the best at. Yeah. They say it takes 10,000 hours to be good at anything. Those 10,000 hours will go so quickly, and then before you know it, you'll be good, and then you'll be great, and then you'll be an expert, and it's hardly like a burden if you enjoy what you're doing. So what was kind of that pivotal moment where you decided to sort of turn your life around and start this fitness journey, or how did you find out about my coach school? Do you know what? I was in a relationship, and that ended two days after my birthday in October, and literally the day after it ended, I went and I got a gym membership and then it was the start of the year um, I've always followed Lucy and Ben on social media and they were doing like a back to the gym challenge and obviously the gyms were closed cause now because we're going to be back into lockdown mm -hmm. and I was like do you know what I'm just going to do it and Lucy she created an eight week dumbbell home trainer so it was literally just training five times a week with two dumbbells yeah. and I did that consistently from January until March five days a week push pull legs split and i just began tracking my food so i was like kind of losing weight and as long as you're consistent and you will get results it's all about just keeping on track so, like, he would always say like oh, girls shouldn't have muscle and now oh. look at my fucking like i literally it's like a massive like, oh, like, like <laughs> yeah you know i make i feel good about myself and i probably get like there's probably people who just go oh her arms are too big like whatever like oh she's just gonna like look like a man and like have you ever had people say like why do you keep training your arm? Because I fucking love it. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not affecting your no, life. Not you at all. You have one life, like do what you want. How do you find sort of working out at home to working out um, in the gyms when the gyms reopened? Well, working out at home, I was actually really enjoying it first and like there's other ways that you can progressively overload and build muscle just instead of adding weight. Like you can do more reps and sets, you can slow down movements and mm -hmm. I'm massively focused on all of those different aspects and that's helped that helped me maintain muscle because obviously when you're in a, like a calorie deficit you're not going to be able to build muscle as no. efficiently as yeah. you know when you're eating more so it was all about just maintaining muscle because if you're losing weight and losing muscle you're just your physique's not going to look no as yeah, good I understand. It's all about body composition because I see the videos that you put up on Instagram and like not to be harsh or anything yeah. you were like bright red sweating yeah you're, you were dying it looks so grueling but then you take you know you show a picture of a before and after you do a pump or something yeah. and a month's progress pictures and you know for those couple of moments that you're dying in the gym and that you're bright red mm. like the payoff is insane it is huge but like nothing beats the feeling like when you lift like more than the previous session but like when the gym's open i didn't even go on the bench i had never even laid no, on it yeah. so then for me to now be like benching like just over 50 it's like it's mad because it's how mad. tall are you you're tiny like five four and i weigh like 54 yeah so you're like you and me we're very different looking yeah. like i'm a lot taller and a lot bigger and stuff yeah and it's just crazy because people may listen to this and be like oh like 50's not a lot but like mm -hmm. yeah you may be like a six foot two man yeah. that's why 50's not a lot like it's a lot for it's more than what i can do that's 50 kilograms more than i can do yeah. <laughs> so it's quite rewarding as well because i think like i think people in the gym have noticed how hard i train and like, yeah. i've had people come up to me like are you like are you on prep or like are you competing like but like yeah. when people kind of notice your hard work who are outsiders and don't follow your instagram so how do you feel when you're actually in the gym and because i know it can be quite daunting in the gym i don't give a fuck 
lock everything out. I literally, like, it's quite nice because I've moved to a new gym and I've, like, now there's familiar faces and, like, there's a few people who I speak to who, you know, you've become friends with and majority of the time, like, there's not really many girls, like, in the free weights area who, Mm. you know... Who do anything compared to what you do. Like, most of the time, like, it's usually, you're always surrounded just by guys, but I literally don't care, like, if I look like a mess or, like... Plus, they're always willing to help, like, you'll be like, oh, can you spot me or something? Yeah. I think a lot of girls are intimidated by going to the gym and being like, oh my god, what if someone looks at my bum or what if someone, like, makes fun of me because I'm sweaty or I'm not, you know, lifting enough, like, actually, who cares? Like, just do it for you. Like, there's so many times that I'll go to the gym and I'll try and I'll try and squat something and I'll obviously don't Fail, don't, don't yeah. get back up and I try again and I'll go to deadlift something and I can't can't quite pull it and most people will be like oh god they've definitely just seen me do that I don't care like if someone you don't, yeah because if someone's looking at you they'll probably think like oh fair fucks like she's yeah. going for it rather than like how that was such a fail exactly so you might as well just go for it you might as well just send it and like, and it's like <laughs> for the best these failures that you make or what will in turn lead to you being successful how has your dog been sort of an anchor for you mentally and physically with getting out the house She's a legend. Like she, yeah. she is literally the reason why I do my ten thousand steps every day. I know. Mainly because my mum's like, dog needs walking. Oh, I've got to fine. Do <laughs> but yeah, I just, I actually don't know what I would have done without my dog in the And I have a little Yorkshire Terrier, and he doesn't walk very far. And so, <laughs> obviously, it's so nice for you to have sort of a medium-sized dog who wants to go for walks and play yeah. and like go for long walks whereas my dog he's like do 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 to the poo bin and back and like that's literally it <laughs> I generally think though people you are looking to lose weight like getting your 10,000 steps in is easiest one form of, of exercise yeah, slow, it's like not intense yeah. like, and if you over a week if you're getting 10,000 steps in a day that's about 400 calories a day that will bring you into quite a big deficit and mm-hmm. you'll be able to drop the weight like that honestly i've not Steph. done a single run yeah. this whole year i've probably done about 10 minutes on the step machine as well since the gym's been open because i i mean obviously i need to start getting into it just for my cardiovascular health mm-hmm. but don't you know don't do something that you don't enjoy like i don't enjoy yeah. going for runs i enjoy walking and i enjoy lifting weights and because everyone know. always says, like, oh, the only way you can lose weight is through cardio. And, like, if, if you're lifting weights, you're building muscle and you're not losing weight. Well, actually, that's a complete lie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like, you can, you can do no form of exercise. And as long as you're in a calorie deficit, deficit you yeah. will lose weight no matter what. List off a few books and podcasts or TV shows which have inspired your journey. The only book I've read, and honestly, the, I will literally read that book again, is Good Vibes, Good Life. The only way I've learned all the stuff that I've kind of gathered over the next few months is listening to podcasts. And you've got Lucy and Ben, they have their own podcast. And oh my God, it's literally so interesting. Mm. Every time they release a new episode, I actually listened to one this morning at work. So informative. There's Martin McDonald. He's a nutrition nutritionist, and he just basically talks about all the bullshit. Like people kind of correlate calorie counting and eating disorders, but it's that over restriction that and demonising foods. Like don't label yeah. foods as good and bad. Like yeah. and like for my diet as well, how I've stayed consistent is I'll have like eighty percent whole foods and twenty percent soul foods. So every day I'll eat the stuff that I want. Like, but obviously make sure it's in my calories. If I was to restrict myself and not allow myself to have chocolate, like allow myself to have ice cream, I wouldn't have stayed consistent. I would no, have just and wanted... you'd also become really sort of sad and like yeah, I would have like, binged. Oh, I would, like binge eating is such a big thing and yeah. like 
when this is this is how you, you know people get binge eating disorders that over restriction so what do you do with alcohol if i'm gonna go out i i'll still eat during the day i'll have three meals i just obviously will save myself some calories like i'll say i won't eat as much and i will try and stick to vodka lime and sodas or <laughs> or slimline tonics and gins i'll just try and stay away from like i don't really drink, drink beer but yeah, beer and wine and cocktails obviously i'm going out on friday and cocktails will be involved but i'm gonna i would never punish myself the day the day after for drinking and because that is a toxic mindset what is your favorite quote honestly i've got so many but the one that i heard the other day and kind of gave me that little bit more drive as to why i'm going to start my business was the cave that you are afraid to enter holds the treasure you seek so at the moment i'm quite i'm quite nervous about like beginning my own business because who knows what's going to happen like Mm -hmm. you don't know but you won't know and I feel like once you go into that cave it will open a whole other world for me like yeah. the treasure and also actually another one was if you focus on getting one percent better each day over a year I think that equates to being 367,000 percent better which if you compare yourself to who you were and who you are now that is a huge difference that is mentally massive. yeah understanding who you are like it's scary and it's challenging but if you if you don't push yourself past those boundaries and you won't ever like realize go for it yeah you've got to go for it because if you don't try no one's going to give you an opportunity exactly. or your body's not just going to get better by itself you're not just going to get better mental health you have to actually work for these things and have you ever had people commenting like maybe strangers or people that you know mm, i've not i don't really get many negative comments but i will occasionally oh looks like a man or whatever well one i don't and two i won't ever get to the size of a man because women have nowhere near as much testosterone as men do when you when you're a beginner and like lifting weights you get newbie gains so it's a lot easier Mm. to gain muscle compared to someone who's been training what like three four years and obviously down the line like i won't be making as much progress as i am because i will be like intermediate and a bit more advanced but at the moment i'm just optimizing the newbie gains and yeah really have seen some mad improvements yeah. some guys aren't going to want a girl who's you know got big shoulders or whatever but yeah, that's their problem that's how i've always felt because i'm tall i'm about five foot eight and i've got very broad shoulders from swimming and um like always doing exercise and stuff and i'm you know i'm built more like a 15 year old mm. boy like when my brother was he's 16 now but when he was 15 we would you know we were very similar yeah. looking if you just like cut our heads off you like other than my boobs you'd be like oh who's who um, yeah and i think it's one of those things like okay like if i'm ever at a party or like I don't know, in a situation, I'm always surrounded by people, girls that are shorter than me and, you know, more like petite and feminine and then I get very sort of self-conscious and I might find myself like pulling my sleeves over my wrists or like like slouching and this, that and the other because I'm like, oh my god, I stick out like a sore thumb and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, some people like tall girls, some people like short girls, some people like blonde or brunette. It's all about preference. But we can change the way our body looks, we can change our skin colour with, like, fake tan, change our hair, we can, like, change our shape of our faces with makeup. And no, nothing anyone can say to me would ever like changed my mind on you know wanting mm-hmm. to like grow and I like I'm so proud of like the progress that I've made and yeah. that's not to toot my own horn or anything and if like Jenny down the road has a problem with it I literally fuck her have you ever suffered with like body image issues I was like really happy with the progress I was, I was making and I think it got to about 12 weeks like March time um into this calorie counting and I think 
I, I turned it at the right point because I do think if I'd left it any longer, I would have fallen into bad traits. Yeah, and I'm not saying I would have given myself an eating disorder, but I would have had probably disorderly eating. And yeah. at that point, I remember it was Luke, he told me, right, you need to start bumping your calories back up to get in preparation for the gym. And I did that exactly. And it's scary, like when you're on these calories and you automatically think, oh, I'm gonna put all this weight back on or whatever. It's gonna be terrible. It's not what fat. happens. Like, yeah. And Luke reassured me and he was like, now nah, this will you know, give you the strength and the power mm. when gyms reopen. And it's exactly what I've done. And I'm now on probably a thousand calories more than what I was at the start of the year. And I've, I've managed to like maintain them, my physique and obviously build muscle. What do you think about gym wear slash fashion brands such as sort of Gymshark? The only gym brand I wear is Gymshark. And obviously I know that quite a lot of their athletes aren't natural and you know, but obviously I think they are working on improving that and they've included more diverse people and all different shapes and sizes, which I completely think is really good. Yeah. You shouldn't compare yourself. The only person you should compare yourself to is yourself and who you were. I saw a video the other day and it was some guy kind of slating Gymshark because Gymshark is doing a lot now to promote women's um, body diversity however with the men they are only posting pictures of like genetically engineered like men who genetic freaks yeah who must work out like eight plus hours a day every single day like people have jobs and lives and some people doesn't matter how much they work out they'll never be able to reach that sort Mm. of level it's all like steroids and stuff yeah and with the women like oh it's so good like you know they're finally promoting women it's making us feel good about ourselves but toxic masculinity, men don't cry, yeah, men, you know. Yeah, it's such oh, a bad oh. trait, like, it's, that is really toxic. Like, for guys who, you know, if, seeing that all over Gymshark, you are just going to compare yourself. And yeah. I, th- I think they've have started to include more men with, like, I don't know, loose skin and, like, bigger than, like, average yeah. size. They exactly. pick the same looking people for every single thing, and I think it affects people of any age, because my brother is, like, he's been getting into the gym a lot recently, mm. and he kind of, he, like, admits it. He's like, oh, my God, like, I have body dysmorphia. I see these pictures of um, men on, like, for example, like, Calvin Klein boxer. Yeah, and he's so young and, and like, to have... Yeah, to have it at, like, yeah. 15, 16 and stuff. It's just mental. It's and what social media does. Like, it, it's so toxic in that sense. And everyone, like, like it is bad for girls like it's terrible for girls but no one talks about how bad it is for boys as well yeah, and the I fact agree. that it is just you're kind of just expected to like my guys are just expected to just think get on with it like, yeah and be like oh like oh i don't look like that but it's fine oh i'm not bothered by it but actually like it is really harming and can be quite destructive what are your goals for the future so my main goal and the only thing that i will be actually potentially be focusing on is getting my own online business up and running i'm gonna like invest quite a lot of money into a course i'm not just gonna get a silly six week pt course and be done like mm-hmm. i'm looking to probably about three four grand i'm gonna like aim to spend on a course over the next year and i don't think i would ever compete in bodybuilding but recently like i'd say like 10 15 percent of me has been thinking maybe <laughs> maybe i would do a competition like in bikini it's just just and like just, just to try do it. it doesn't matter yeah. if you win or lose like i think you've got to like when you are on like a growth journey you've got to expect to you know be riding solo quite a lot of the time so your goals are currently to do sort of personal training yeah i don't want to be a personal like a gym floor pt obviously yeah. i know that i'm going to probably have to do that at some point to get work experience but i want to be more online based yeah i think it's one of those things that you have to start at the bottom so yeah you will have to do the course and you will have to start yeah. doing what you don't really want to do what would you say to someone who's on a similar journey to you 
what I say is quite a lot of people they'll have a setback and they'll go oh that didn't work for me but consistency is literally like you know the number one I feel like it's the number one factor in like whether it determines your success or not don't ever compare your progress to someone someone else like you know just because this person's you know got this progress in this amount of time and doesn't mean you know you haven't done well everyone's body's differently everyone loses fat in different places genetics play a huge role in determining whether someone Mm -hmm. has abs or not or whether someone's able to grow their legs bigger than like whoever what do you think your biggest failure has been so far like i said earlier i genuinely think the one thing that i regret so much is just never pushing myself out like past those boundaries of like being fearful like there were little things that i would always i would always say no to things just because oh what if what if i did this and i make myself look like an idiot in front of people yeah. like, i was so scared of what people thought of me like i would i literally said no to so much because i was like oh god like i'm gonna be embarrassing like oh what if i make this mistake what i'm not gonna get put on the team all, and yeah. like you know little things like that it's like if you make a mistake who cares like we're people, humans yeah people might like laugh like they might be like haha she yeah. like slipped over or something and then like it'll be straight out their brains within yeah. 10 seconds like, i don't know why we work ourselves I up know. and stress ourselves like now i'm at this point like i do not care if anyone has anything to say about what i'm doing like how my mind works what i look like what my instagram looks like because like, yeah. I fucking enjoy it and I love it and um, but I think what was really important for me like after about a month being in uni I felt so stressed out and I felt so pressured to like post and like get I likes and stuff that like I had such a big cleanse and I deleted so many people so I went down to, from 1,600 to 300 followers really? I spent two hours of my evening once deleting people off of Instagram and then I removed everyone off of Snapchat so I have about 50 people on Snapchat now really? that took me so long and I feel I do feel bad because there are some people who I did remove and then I'll see them and they'll be like oh like I sent you a happy birthday and you didn't open like yeah. I messaged you and I'm like oh I have to explain and be like I've removed it so it's literally just like my closest people yeah um but I think that was something that happened to me as well but I got really sort of like worked up and I like what even is social media? Because there's always been people, because I've always sort of treated my Insta as sort of a bit of a finster and yeah. kind of just done what I wanted. And I think I remember once some people at school, like, um, basically I posted a picture yeah. and you said that they were like, oh, why did Dana post that? I would never post that. And then we both kind of, I think we just sat down and we were both like, cool, yeah. like, what? Like, <laughs> so what? If- I think also my biggest failure is that um, I can be a bit of a sheep. So, like, obviously, I say no to a lot of things, but I also said yes to a lot of things. Yeah. And I ended up doing, getting myself into situations where I didn't want to be there or I didn't want to be doing those activities. And, I, like, I would just go with the flow. And I think some people were like, oh, my God, you're, like, so laid back and chill. But actually, I think it was more not wanting to disappoint other people and let other people down that I would... Um, sort of make these decisions and agree to do everything and I think my parents have always focused on making me a very sort of strong like independent like do you do you sort of girl and it's just really quite sad to see that for a long time I made like way too many compromises. One of the steps actually to like finding yourself is to not follow the herd mentality that everyone's Mm -hmm. everyone's taught in society to do this to do that but you're only taught that that by people who are no no smarter than you or even dead and there's actually i read there's actually a part of our brain that makes us want to fit in because obviously a thousand hundred thousand years ago the only way we could survive was in a tribe and we had to fit in stronger together like but i think it's actually one of those things once you 
realize that you don't need to follow a crowd and that you can be, you're, you're right yeah. on your own. Like we're in a day and age now where you can be safe on your own. What is your biggest success in life? My biggest success? Do you know what? I genuinely think it's like, so it's working from, I've probably had a job since I was about 13 and mm. I've always, everything that I have, I've earned my car, my, my insurance, my phone, everything, I've worked for it because my mum can't afford to, you know, pay for that thing and yeah. I would never change that any other way like obviously if I hadn't I don't know it wouldn't be who I am today but I've I would say my biggest like success and achievement is can I can proudly say that everything I've done and, and earn is purely from like yeah. hard work um what's the happiest moment of your life or your favorite memory do you know what? honestly I genuinely think it's this year like yeah. it got to a I've at the moment I feel like there's no negative energy around me I don't know, like, I can't, I literally can't express the feeling, but everything I do, I just, I view it positively, mm -hmm. and I try to look at the positive things and out, like, the positive outlooks on life, and that has led me to being the happiest I've ever been. Don't get me wrong, this year, like, family-wise, has been so shit, like, it's probably been the shittest year in terms of family situations, but for some reason, I, it's been the happiest year for me mentally, which is, it's quite weird to say, like, I don't know. Every little like positive like change that you do, every little gesture, every thing you just you just do throughout life. Yeah. It's it's responded back to you by yeah. the universe. Have you ever wanted to quit? Honestly, I actually haven't. Like it's to do with motivation. Like motivation is kind of like I've I view it as a myth in my eyes. Like it was this like motivation is a spark, but it's the drive that keeps the fire going. Yeah. And I've got such a drive towards, you know, re like doing this and yeah. you know, eating healthy or whatever that even if the motivation's not there I will get it done and like because I have people like ask me like oh how do you always stay so motivated and I'm like honestly I'm not I'm just so driven and consistent towards my goals and I've got such a passion yeah. towards it because it was the initial motivation to be like okay I'll yeah. go buy a gym membership and then it's um the the thing that pushes you and forces you to go every single day like yeah you haven't lost motivation but you don't need to re-motivate yourself yeah. you need to have a continuous drive this podcast got really deep and i feel like i've just taken part in a self-discovery crash course i'm very <laughs> proud of the both of us for opening up so publicly and sort of identifying some of the struggles and goals that we've had over the past couple of definitely. years and also recently I definitely have learned so much today and I'm so glad to sit down with you. It's been so long, it's probably been two and a half, yeah, two years since we've like properly hung actually out. actually crazy. Um, and I hope that everyone listening is able to take away something from today's episode and apply it into your own life. If you're not happy with something, just change it. Be the change, make the change, because your own happiness is worth way more than anything else. Um, thank you so much, Izzy, for coming on. Do you want to tag you yourself on Instagram? Um, at izzy.hudsonfitness on Instagram, if you know you're interested. It's definitely worth yeah. going and checking out, guys. She has so much on there, like meals, workouts, and also go and check out My Coach School yeah. and listen to the podcast yes. and books that have been mentioned in the podcast so far. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This was so much fun to do. Obviously, this is my first time speaking to a mic, so, like, you know, it's... It's all new experiences, <laughs> but it's so it's actually really fun, and I feel like after speaking about everything that's like, I've kind of gone through these past few months, it kind of gives me a clearer vision on life, pretty much. Yeah. Brilliant! Thank you so much, Izzy. I had so much fun. Go and follow Izzy on Instagram, and follow the Itty Bitty Podcast on Instagram at Itty Bitty Brain. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.